electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber, the New York Stock Exchange. Bull's going to try to make it two in a row after yesterday's gain, breaking that four-day losing streak. Nike and FedEx will help. Micron tonight. Packed agenda in Washington today. We'll get to all of it. Our roadmap this morning begins with better than feared reports from FedEx and Nike. Two major bellwethers giving stocks a boost ahead of the open. Plus, Tesla's tumble. Elon Musk blaming macroeconomic factors as the latest reason for why that stock is down. And the NFL reportedly nearing a Sunday ticket deal with Google's YouTube. Let's start, though, with the earnings news boosting futures today. Nike with that quarterly beat raising its outlook. CEO John Donahoe saying, we believe the inventory peak is behind us. Meantime, FedEx beating on the bottom line and vowing more aggressive cost cuts. Revenue did miss consensus estimates. Uh, but, Jim, the Nike story is the big one. Uh, days inventory now at a four-quarter low. That's important. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that this was incredible that they beat every single line. Uh, I think people should focus for a second on China where we thought that people, they'd be down 13%, they were up 6%, big delta there. Uh, North America strong, 14, 520 basis point sequential acceleration. Black Friday, very strong. Cyber, very strong. We had yesterday, David, we talked about Matt Boss and how he said buy it. It was a good call. But I think what really uh, matters here is just that once you get inventories in line and you have the right product, like a, a LeBron shoe, you can make a ton of money. Uh, David, what I find most convincing about this, I really do think, is that China yep. is open for business. Yeah. I thought China was closed uh, for business. Uh, I know. Donahoe from the call, given all the challenges, we're very pleased with China. The thing they've been really focused on, they say, is the consumer, the connection to Nike, the Jordan and uh, uh, commerce brands, and obviously 11-11 holiday. Um, you know, why have me repeat it when you could actually hear it from the man himself? Well, the reason you do John that is Donahoe. Because, the reason you do that is because about 0.001% of our viewers actually did that. I mean, who knew that they have $10.6 billion in cash? I mean, this company got down to a level where people, this, this true bear market, you know, this, this company got down to a level where people just said, you know what, let's just lump them in with a lot of others that aren't any good. And that, that is, we're at a moment right now, maybe it's Christmas rally, Larry Williams, historically, is able to call these things, says they start tomorrow, but the reindeer may have started early. Uh, this was proof positive that you can have all the Mike Wilsons in the world say that things are bad. You could have everybody say the twos and the tens. Well, the fact is, is that Nike is a worldwide company is crushing it. And that transcends whatever we might hear from uh, Mester, okay? Uh, by the way, uh, this 12% gain uh, on earnings, according to Bespoke today, would be the second highest upside earnings gap in 20 years. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Pretty important move on, on Nike. Although, Jim, there's still a lot of people who argue that the real template for corporate results will be FedEx, meaning cost-cutting well, ahead of a expected oh, well, rough well, that ride. That would be pretty great because these people don't have a clue of what they're talking about. FedEx's quarter is about trying to make money. 
on each piece of product. FedEx has been a you know, growth founder, okay? And we all, Mr. Smith, amazing man. But they're never going to try to take out costs as much as they're going to try to grow. New Sheriff, Raj, I mean, Raj is just unbelievable, I think. Supermanian. You think he's unbelievable? Well, here's why. Because he's able to rationalize. Talk about taking another billion dollars of costs. Yeah, but it's a billion dollars of off the initial plan, but the volumes are way down from originally, so but, it shouldn't be that hard because they're not doing as well, much. What happens if the recession finally ends, okay? I mean, what they're doing is rationalizing the workforce. Let's not over, or, or, let's not rule out, by the way, you know, UPS has a Teamsters negotiator. They do. They do. I know we hear about it all the time from people close to FedEx. Don't we? Sometimes. Did you ever cover the Teamsters Central State? No, I'm not saying. Like I did? Jim, I'm not saying that it is not an unimportant thing to keep an eye on UPS and that negotiation. It's going to be very important. No one after the Teamsters Central State? That said, just to put FedEx in some perspective, Jim, um, you know, these things don't happen in one quarter. And as you well know, they have reset earnings dramatically since June. Right. Which has been reflected in the stock price. Perhaps. Okay, can I use an analogy? Therefore, why it's up today. Right, can I use an analogy? When Jim Farley came in, he decided to go against the founder's wishes and say, you know what? We're no longer going to make cars everywhere. We're only going to make cars where we can make money. Now, his stock had a big run, and it's come back because it turned out that there's a lot of issues. FedEx is very similar. They're not going to take everybody's mail. They're going to take the mail that makes money. That was something, by the way, that Carol Tomei did a couple years ago. This Uh, is the better, not bigger Carol Tomei Amy, playbook, yes. I think he's doing the same thing. Can we please stop talking about Amazon and FedEx? They have nothing to do with each other. They haven't anything to do with each other for years. Right. What FedEx is about is a worldwide network where they would spend a fortune sending you things, sending you a letter. No, not anymore. And by the way, the Teamsters, I thought of that. You thought of what? About the issues with UPS and Teamsters and the, how contracts I will from now on fully attribute that concern to you and not to anybody else. Well, when I find out who gave you the 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 NFL contract story, I didn't, I'll blow them up. I didn't have the NFL contract you, story. You, you, well you, you, you teased it. I did not. What are you talking Coming about? Up, the Coming NFL up, contract the NFL story. Contract. Yeah, that's because it was in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. What are you talking about? I, I did have the Musk story. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I got the two. I, cl- well I got the two clown emoji <laughs> yes, back yes, from the man did. himself. I want to take it back right now. I want to say I'm taking myself out of the running. For what? Twitter CEO? Yeah. Okay. I didn't right see now. you on the list of odds ma- on the odds Talk makers. Like, of- you think the people put me on the list? <laughs> that that list is phony. That's the list. That, that's the list they put out if there. If nominated, would you not accept? Yeah, I would. I, I'm to come. I'm, I'm General Sherman on this stuff. You are. Yes, I am. Who, by the way, in the end, you know, he kind of went off rails. In the I'm, end. I'm on page 670. Well, then you know yeah, I'm Sherman getting there the on rails. Sherman, yeah. Grant never deviated. No. This is in terms of being a person who, uh, we're so off base here. We <laughs> are, but it's, listen, I think it's important for people to read history. So, well, it's important you know, to we can talk about General Grant Sherman. Was Sherman. Great war, great war hero, let's, and then became let, a little more uh, close wanna, to the You want to get back to your final thoughts on FedEx? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, they beat on, Expre- on Express. They beat on ground. Freight was not so great. Uh, freight was not operating so great. margins were ahead. Yep. Well, look, I mean, you know, it's entirely possible that Fred Smith built an incredible worldwide network where cost wasn't a factor. The, the, the tremendous video, by the way, on the site about what FedEx has done, David, 
But the fact is, a new person comes in and can say, look, these routes don't work. And that's why this is the beginning of a move for FedEx. Right. It's an inexpensive stock, David. It's the beginning of the FedEx move. Yep. Right. Yep. But let's move to the next one. So well, the condescension from my left. That is not condescension. I'm just to wrap it up. This is what Supermanian said about the macro challenges in the new year. Take a listen. I think the the main macro issue in the United States is really the uh, e-commerce reset. Uh, if you were to just follow along here, prior to the pandemic. Uh, e-commerce represented about 16% of retail. During the pandemic, it peaked at about 22%. And ever since, it's been kind of going down. We are probably about 18 or 19% right now. Um, it's still higher than 16, but not quite as high as 22. So that's the part of the reset that's going on in the U.S. domestic package business. So as David said, they've cut uh, over a billion in costs year to date. They, they plan on three plus next year. I think that... that- Jay Powell to listen up, or no, the critics of Jay Powell, of who are substantial. When I say anything good about him, yeah, I, I, I'm regarded, you know, as a co-conspirator against I don't know who. But I think the I think a lot of our labor issues by the first quarter quarter will be resolved. There's a lot of people who are, uh, let's just say, surplus labor. If I have to go and use a Marxist term, there's just way too many people who were brought on everywhere because of the pandemic, and they're being released. But they're not being released out loud. They're being released quietly. But by the end of the first quarter, we're starting to see some revisions, by the way, from different Federal Reserves. But we're, we're having a lot of layoffs in this country. Well, okay. Um, I think you may well be right. Terminations are going to increase. But why is that good? We've never gone through a period of, of uh, well, Fed raising rates as rapidly as it has, right? Well, we this want, is good. sort of unprecedented. It's Why good is that because good? We, it's good because if they would stop raising rates at the pace that they're doing, then there's the possibility that, say, a FedEx business can come back. Mm-hmm. Now, it won't necessarily need as many people. But I, mean, I, I have to, I, David, it's good because we have people, strategists, high-level strategists, Mike who, say this, who say that, you know what, it's... It's heads you lose, tails you lose. I agree. I, I, and I have those conversations all the time. In fact, this morning, let's see. Uh, terminations are increasing. There's a frozen housing market. People aren't going to be able to get liquidity out of their homes. The psychology is spreading from all these negative CEOs who are foreseeing a, a, a tough year next year. We've never raised rates this much. I mean, it goes on and on, these conversations. Well, I'm t- and I'm, no, and everybody, know, you know, you say, yeah, terminations are I, going look, up. I, and I say, okay, well, I'm trying to next get, year's not looking so good. I'm trying to get a better... Uh, analogy than Goldilocks because I want to try to get away from like you know characters and say like Six Flags or Disneyland. So, but, but you clearly don't have a problem with say the Starbucks downgrade today. Oh no, that I thought was just ludicrous. <laughs> that that Starbucks that was they're, a they're talking about a gratuitous a ludicrous downgrade. A weaker consumer. Oh, oh yeah, so you have a six percent sales get, uh, increase in Nike in China, when everyone thought that nobody's doing any business in China. China, they're going to open up a huge number of Starbucks, regardless of whether the China, the flu uh, sweeps through the country. And the guy down there, and now it's had a nice run. But you know what? David, yes, if Jim. you could sell, have a 6% increase in, in, in sneakers, I think that when Omicron blows through China, which we know can blow through in about six weeks. It's happening right now. It yeah, is, well, it's like it's, the measles. It's Never, coming. I mean, it's like coming measles. through. It's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is, is that Starbucks, by the first quarter, this thing will pass. Mm. And they are going to open all the stores, and they're going to have an equal number of stores. Plus, the, I don't know if you've been to the new Starbucks in the United States. 
Hope. David, thank you. The throughput of coal is amazing. Remember, more than 50% is coal. Yeah, right. And they had terrible throughput. The, the analysts themselves um, is ill-advised in that downgrade. Ill-advised. To be fair, they do. Uh, they make McDonald's and Bloomin' uh, and uh, play a top pick for the McDonald's. next year. Like, it takes anything to have McDonald's go to 300. Uh, I'll, by I'll the take way, it to three. I'm taking my, my, my target up to 300 right now, David. Reuters does have a piece that Germany has sent the first batch of uh, BioNTech backs mm. to China would be the first foreign delivery of a vaccine, and maybe we get a full-blown uh, mRNA approval. We've been waiting for that, and we know that they've been able to reverse uh, engineer what Pfizer has, but I've always been waiting for the, the German exception, uh, which would make it so that they could have a billion vaccines in two months. Right. Yep. He's giving me right and yet twice. Now, just really starting. <laughs> well, well I respect the music. When I hear the yes, music, that's it's our just, cue. It's like I, me. I can't I, hear the music. It, like, it, like, I I we know you can't hear rap, the music. Rap. And even if, when you do hear the music, you the don't music. hear the music. <laughs> we have a lot to say. We haven't covered Wells. We're going to get to Tesla. Wait, we haven't covered what? Wells. <laughs> don't do that to us again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about this and I wasn't here. It's three and a half. It's four. It's five. I don't. <laughs> it's 5.5. 5. All right. Okay. <laughs> We'll get to Tesla this morning and where Elon Musk is placing blame for the slide in those shares as they closed yesterday. Uh, 137.66, down 60 plus percent for the year. There's futures. We're back after a break. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we're going to start with uh, Tesla shares here. They look like they may be up in the pre-market, although you never know. This, of course, after sinking, I mean, another 8%. That was a new 52-week low yesterday. The stock, uh, of course, uh, as you see, uh, just over the last three months has lost more than half of its value. Uh, shocking. Yesterday, uh, Elon Musk got into it with a few people. Uh, now, uh, you know, here's one. He's trying to explain why Tesla shares are tanking. Um, that was in response to uh, what he heard from uh, Tesla investor Ross Gerber, who said, hey, it's time for a shakeup at the company, given your focus on uh, Twitter and Musk coming back with, hey, do you read your textbooks? Rates go up, things, growth goes down. You know, maybe you just want to sort of figure that out. Um, and that's true. To a certain extent, growth is slowing. There's no doubt about that. There are continued questions, though, about his last sale of three and a half billion dollars worth of stock. Um, he didn't explain it. It wasn't clear that it was to help support Twitter. Is it another reason? Is there more taxes to be paid, perhaps, in the state of California? We can speculate all we want. We don't know. But that, of course, has also left the market, to a certain extent, um, a little more concern. You know, every, all these 
incredibly wealthy people also margin a certain amount of their stock because it's a way to not pay taxes but to finance their lifestyle. How much? And then, Jim, there was what you know I reported yesterday, which we would have thought would have been seen as a positive, namely that he was actively seeking somebody to replace him at Twitter as the CEO. Um, you think he's not, real? Yeah, of course I do. So That's do I. why I reported it. Not, not, not that big a surprise. And then late in the night, even after he did tweet at me two face, smiling faces, he said, I will resign as soon as I find somebody foolish enough to take the job. Right. Um, that was funny. He's looking. You know, he's trying to figure it out. He's told people it's a four-month project. So he's two months in. Maybe it goes another couple of months and he finds somebody in this next two months. We'll see. But Tesla... You know, the momentum here, Jim, is, uh, is only one way. Which way would that be? <laughs> it would be down. And yeah, you know why? You know what's not being talked about Tell at all? me. Yeah, people just talk about this Tesla, Twitter. How about Ford? How about the fact that Tesla is beginning to lose shares? Anyone ever talk about that? How about uh, the fact that their share is down 5.91%? How about the fact that Ford's share is now up, is increased 1.88 to 5.5? How about the fact that Hyundai's come up a little bit? I think that Tesla's share is being called into question. I think that Tesla has peaked in terms of its share in EV in this country. In we this country, start talking about it's much yeah. different over, no. overseas. Oh, no, no, absolutely. But I think in this country, we have to start thinking about this. I think the, you know, look, now, look, I, I'm an allusion to, to, to Mr. Musk, but I think that we have to start talking about the notion of Tesla as old now 70% is still great. I mean, like, you know, if Nike has 70% of the shoes, we don't care about anybody else. I'm saying it's something to watch, particularly because Ford's goal is to have a substantially more number of, of electric 150. You know, they, yeah, they can't make the F-150s, in right. part because the grid is so bad in this country that people are buying the F-150 in order to be able to make it so if their grid goes down, they can yep. light their house up. That coupled with the fact that there is a perception that he is damaging the brand to a certain extent yes. by so many of his comments. I mean, I know, mean the shenanigans? I, you know, yeah, the sh I don't know, whatever you want to call well, it. I mean, you saw money. that report from Evercore yesterday. We did that, right? They took yeah, it down from, from 300 to 200. Right. And they cited the fact that 40% of sales are in California, and he seems to go to no end to attack the very audience for purchases of Teslas. Well, California is where the grid is, is uh, the most inefficient. California is where you would need an F-150 more than anyone else. Uh, I wish I would have it. I have the CEO of the most important utility. California. Most important utility tonight. Yeah. And that would be PG&E. Yeah. And I have to tell you, the reliability there uh, says to me that the F-150 is what you have to have not the Generac. We know the Generac sales are very weak, but there's so many downgrades of Generac that it's like, you know, who hasn't? But she is one of the reasons, and she's doing a fantastic job at it. But you have to understand that this grid in this country is failing. And the only answer to that is to buy, try to get an F-150, try to get a Bronco. You know who is the Bronco? United Rentals is going to ring the bell in a bit, and there's an F-150 parked outside is it? right now. They're they have the you United know, they're Rentals. better. They're, they're, you guys have great numbers. You have great numbers. <laughs> Your numbers are short better than Caterpillar. Good for you. <laughs> the hell? Why not? They'll ring the bell in a minute. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash <laughs> count down to that bell in less than 10 minutes. One last look at futures here as the Bulls try to string back-to-back -to -back gains together. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. As we said at the open, uh, futures being supported by those two big stories, Nike and FedEx. Uh, once again, as Bespoke pointed out, uh, best reaction to earnings by Nike uh, pre-market in a couple of decades. Opening bell in a couple of minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, let's get to a mad dash here. And, of course, an opening bell a few minutes from now. Apple. Yeah, there's been no light up in the selling of anything fag. It's just, it's just horrendous. I don't think it's going to light up because I think it's a great source of funds for everything else. Uh, Apple's got the worst chart in the book. A lot of people are saying that Apple's finished. Uh, I do believe that Apple could, as it has pre-announced before January. There's just can't get enough product. No one, We know it from Costco. They couldn't get enough product. But Jim Suva is not deterred, and he's got six reasons why he thinks it's going to do well. Apple doing well in India. That's not been. That's a new story. iPhone revenues will not see negative year over year beyond December. New services revenue should grow because of the FX headwinds are diminishing. New launch of new product category. Apple AR VR set in 2023. Forget that. It's not. That doesn't matter. A regulatory risk remains headline risk. Buybacks, dividends, fight the quality, and then a bonus option. Apple Car, which also doesn't matter. I, I do think that what Suva's done is say. Those who want to trade Apple think they can get out now and get in after the so-called pre-announcement that may not happen. And, that, and I'm only based on what Costco said. This piece says, don't give up the ship. The chartists are saying this is, again, the single worst chart they've ever seen. <laughs> and well, you know that they're, in so the end, the chartists, they're right up there with Jay Powell's Yeah, you know, know how closely doing. I follow those chartists. What was that, a double head and shoulder reversal? Exactly. Oh my God! It's a triple top combined with the with the head and shoulders reversal, and it's a reverse flag pattern. Oh, oh the golden no. death cross! It's golden death cross. We haven't seen that in ages. Oh, I don't want to see it. I don't. No, you can't don't. even look at the golden death it, cross. You know, it's called the omen. Don't avert it's your omen. eyes. It's the omen, Jimmy. Omen. I'm not kidding. It's Reagan. It's Reagan. Head spitting with green vomit. <laughs> That's Apple. Uh, does that mean you have high hopes, say for? Uh, example, Micron tonight? No. <laughs> okay. No, I think that the other people who are in Micron's category just can't stop producing and have no discipline. And, and even though I think that I think that Sanjay Moroz is doing a good job, in the end, the, the other characters in the in the uh, horse race basically Samsung, have, right, to yeah. a large degree. Samsung has no discipline whatsoever, yeah. and we don't we don't block Samsung. We don't even talk about that either. We let everybody we let Korea sell anything here, uh, South Korea, but. Everybody else we're supposed to be blocking, but South Korea has been a, uh, a, a staunch ally. Yes, it has. And only one person I know has ever been on the border of North Korea. Oh, yes. That was a good day. Whoa. One foot in the South, one foot in the All north. right. That's right. All right. Let's get to the opening bell here this morning and get the CNBC real-time exchange. And the big board, as we said, United Rentals celebrating 25 years listed. And at the NASDAQ, it's eCarX, a vehicle technology company celebrating its listing via SPAC. A SPAC. We're We're getting some SPAC interesting today. numbers about SPACs. You know who was a SPAC? United Wholesale Mortgage. 
2% for the December 20, well, but let's just use the $10. It's down 62%. So he got the Phoenix Suns. You're down 62%, and everybody's happy. Everybody's right? happy. Everybody's yes. happy. Now, by the way, down 62% for a SPAC? That's not so bad, right? Uh, no. That's, that's actually that's better than our SPAC post SPAC index, I believe, which yeah. is around 29 cents on the dollar. Well, I think it's important to right point now. out that, that there's only been, you know, maybe a couple successful SPACs, but they keep coming. And each one's, you know, there, uh, good uh, opportunity. A couple of things on SPACs real quick, though. There are some out there that have not done their deals. They've raised their money. Right. And some of the larger ones. And right. because rates have actually moved up appreciably, remember, the money is in basically trust. It's in treasuries. They're actually earning a real return. Oh, and so when... As is likely, these are going to be liquidated because they're unable to find a deal. There are going to be SPACs out there that return you not just 10 bucks, but maybe 10 50 10 60 11 $12. For savings. We've been calling for it for savings. savings. And so you, well, as a SPAC investor, them. will benefit from the fact that they never did a deal and you really don't want them to but do did one. Did they put them into your paper, you think? Do they, did do they, they, do they put them into your paper, the SPACs? Yeah, they, yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. Now, David, I want you to explain something to me. I'm looking at a chart of Getty. Can we get a chart of Getty, please? Getty Images? Yeah, G-E-T-Y. Legitimate company. Yeah. I remember them from when they were uh, before. Okay. Now, they come public. There's a good chart for you. There are 10, yep. like you said. Now, maybe they were in the one year. I don't know. Maybe they were in the 30-day paper. And then it spikes to 35. That was obviously a good thing to get in there. Yes. And then after, it, it seems it's, to have gone down a well, lot. like, again... Like most SPACs, although doing better than our post-SPAC index, which you saw, which is around $0.28 so cents a dollar. They're at $0.52. Right. Cents but if you talk so about from 35 to 5 yeah. that's not as good This is, by the way, a, a done deal. Um, what I'm, I just want to make it clear for people. What I'm talking about are SPACs that have raised their money, oh, no, no, that have not announced a transaction, you're, you're, have the money in treasuries, are generating a return, and will likely have to liquidate at some point because they were unable to find a deal. White, so, I call them as Carl spacks. said, enforce, almost enforce savings. And some of them are trading well below the actual liquidation so value you, because that, they have generated real returns. Let's get that list of the, of the right. SPACs that put it in the two-year so treasury. You, you raise $400 million, $500 million, you put it in treasuries, and now you're getting a 4 or 5% return. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. That's there you fantastic. Go. That's worthy of some of the of, of that the sound. Animation. Yes. Back but it's street. great. You know, they come public almost every day, and people, you know, it, we treat them as, as fine. Um, it's fine. But we started off Watch talking me. about the Phoenix Suns, and we should oh, move on to sports, because, stay in sports, because actually the bigger news is one we mentioned at the top of the, of the hour is this DirecTV all, all, Sunday ticket seems likely to be going to Google, to YouTube in particular. Uh, the Journal and others have reported the story, I think CNBC.com as well, but two and a half billion a year, well above the billion and a half that DirecTV is spending. And obviously, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, all have now participated in various sports. Apple pulled out of well, this, okay. but Apple has baseball. Amazon, we know, has Thursday night football. And YouTube, this is an interesting foray yes, for is. them. And then there are a lot of other questions about what it means for the likes of a Paramount with CBS and competing, or even a Warner Brothers Discovery that is, you know, already said, Zaslov's already said TNT, NBA on TNT, you know, we'll see. Um, see, said when I had lunch with him, he said it's great. And by the way, there's an amazing piece this morning by Nathanson. It's just like, wow, maybe be careful on that one. Let's go back to Google, okay. all right? The reason why Google 
out that can pay this much is they actually know how to make it work in a lot of different ways. They can do gambling. They can do, uh, they understand fantasy. They understand the adjacencies. They understand that Monday Night Football had the best ratings since 2011. They understand that there are great announcers for sale who can do a great job. They understand that there are ways to be able to lever the actual ways, not unlike what they've done with Peyton. And all the teams that have their YouTube channels, right? And all the people who subscribe to those. You could have a series, you could have any game, and you could have... Sean, you could have Sean Payton calling the New Orleans game. You, know, you, could right. have, you, know, you could have unbelievable heroes calling. And just to, for, to note that uh, Franco Harris, the great friend of yep. passed away. Yep. Franco Harris but, passed away. But, yeah. but let's say you have the Eagles playing. Okay, you could have uh, Jaworski calling the game. Right. Now, they actually understand this. When you speak to them, they're really smart. They're as smart as the direct TV people were. We're not. You are an ambassador of goodwill. <laughs> I was going to come with a kind of anti-Gandhi approach, well, but I like what you Direct said. TV has fewer and fewer subscribers over which to amortize the cost. Yeah. Well, they look. They, um, they were on a permanent intellectual vacation when they when they bought it, which is great because you can stay up, you watch Netflix, you read books. I like that one. A permanent intellectual. They were on a permanent vacation. intellectual vacation. Um, but the the question of sports rights and certainly the NFL, which just keeps going up. And by the way, it's the only. It's the only real uh, group of, you know, uh, sport where you can actually own a team and maybe generate a real return as an owner at this right. point, given sports rights and also a weak union, frankly, for the players the versus players. Players versus baseball. Willing to sell out um, anybody. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it does raise that question. What's Paramount going to do? Uh, you know, what is CBS? ESPN. We talked about it yesterday. Right. This Wells Fargo note saying we think they're going to actually spin ESPN. But. Sports rights, to the extent they keep coming up, the NFL is the key property. That is an important question. Well, you can Particularly when you got Google paying a billion dollars more a year. It's about promoting your lineup. That's what it is. It's about the commercials. It's about yeah. being able to show what you have. David, have you read yeah, but at Unscripted some point, yet? It gets too have you expensive. Read no. About the Redstones? I have. You keep asking me if I've read a book that isn't out because Jim Stewart gave you a copy. You got the galleys. Is, is, uh, let, me just, let me just say it's revelatory. You've, said, you've told it's us It's revelatory. Yes. And you don't necessarily feel as confident about Paramount as you might otherwise. Hmm. Okay. Apparently, Jack Ryan writes back. But I just think that if you want to put Google on the map, YouTube on the map, you buy this because it's been so undermarketed and because they understand more than anybody that the fourth quarter is any right. other sport. Well, if you're getting blown out, who the hell cares? You, fourth quarter in football? Fantasy, 55 million people. YouTube ads, uh, YouTube growth was down last quarter, well, although changes. it was at one point trending towards as much as 30 billion in revenue. Well, that changes everything. The year, um, and obviously a, a value that could approach that of Netflix conceivably. Uh, but it's more it, hours streamed on YouTube, I think, than Netflix at this yeah. point. I think it's the largest. Well, Netflix uh, is down this morning, maybe in part yes. on this report that their ad tier accounted for only nine uh, percent of the signups in November. Disappointing. But remember, it's Fang. And if it's Fang, it has to go down. The way Fang used to just go up. If it's Fang, forget it. Yeah. Even Diamondback Energy Fang is not doing that well. Um, before we end our conversation on sports, just a quick thank you to uh, Stevie Cohen. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Carlos Correa. We'll take it. That's a gratuitous. The man will spend whatever it takes. 
There yeah. he is. Look at him. And he's smiling, too. He'll smile all the way. Well, He's going to have the largest payroll in the history of baseball by, I don't even know, Remember? $150 million above anything else that's ever been done. He's going to pay a luxury tax that's above that of some teams, what they spend on all their players. And you everyone, know what? Everyone benefits. We'll all love him for Remember it. Remember when the Yankees were a rich team? Yes. Families. He, he's like, you're not going to screw with me. I got more money than all of you. I didn't speak to him about it. Phillies? He's like, Phillies, okay, really? We have a lot of money. Carlos Correa failed his physical? I'll take him. How'd you do versus the Phillies? I forget. (laughs) It was so long ago. Brutal. Brutal shutdown. How about Dallas this weekend against Philadelphia? Does it matter? Defense have to show. I think this weekend's going to be a weekend where the ratings will justify whatever alphabet wants to yeah. spend. I think uh, the fact that we've spent so much time talking about it does show it's the it's the last. Let's move on to Carnival then. Move on to Carnival. That was um, Carnival. But yeah. we're hoping you know .72 is going to have to have a good year to make up for all the losses that uh, Stevie Cohen's going to have on the Mets. But that's okay. Well, uh, maybe they'll do as well as Citadel, up 32 percent by the way. The algorithm's doing great. Or De Shaw. Given money back, did you guys again? see that interesting Wall Street Journal story? Um, we talked about it. Two expected. Sigma, all the this all the algorithms me. doing well. They're Carnival, all stapling Carnival's themselves little, to Mike Wilson. Carnival. Help me. <laughs> He's right about uh, returning some funds and Citadel's year, splashy new headquarters plan for the city. And that's why, yeah. like the average investor who has a few thousand dollars to spend, is so attuned to what we say. Because they'll really be able to get into one of those funds. I know it, it goes against your mantra, and I apologize, but it's a fact. UPS is up, despite that whole thing you planted about the Teamster fund. We, um, while we're talking, we did get Carnival, Jim, uh, and uh, <laughs> essentially in line, uh, EBITDA misses, they guide below. Well, I mean, you know, Disney has cruises. And uh, how'd Chip do with a cruise business? Is he okay with that? I don't know. How was... How was the cruise? I've never been on a Disney cruise. Have you, have you ever been on a JPEG cruise? <laughs> Where does that go? Cruise to nowhere. <laughs> yes. That's I, all you got on I cruises? You covered, you, you covered Disney uh, enough yesterday? Oh, yeah, so. we covered I Disney so. enough. We mentioned everybody other than Pluto. I think we're good on Disney. Um, but there is a look at travel. Uh, in terms of uh, research today, Jim, what do we miss? Um, we got uh, another downgraded Carvana, a tourist. Yeah, Carvana's yes. really starting to get down to yes. uh, levels that I think that's going to have to switch to a David coverage. Uh, uh, RBC that, upping Boeing by about 10 bucks. Well, you can't beat that. Yep. Last night, uh, Boeing's going higher just because there's just a scarcity of plane makers. Uh, uh, in that interview that we had with Calhoun by Phil LeBeau, was really incredible. Um, oil, as long as it stays above 70, according to my guru, uh, Rusty Brazil, then the dividends will stay the large dividends. They will stay. I think that matters. A lot of people talking about how Target's going to miss the quarter. I think that, that that's worth watching. I've seen some charts on uh, tra- uh, Target foot traffic uh, in some decline. Yeah. Uh, Palantir today, Jim. Uh, that's last couple of weeks have been rough today. Wolf uh, cuts, says Ugh. sell before it's a $5 that's stock. A, yeah, that's inconsistent earnings stream. I thought that was very interesting. General Mills, David, pet food wasn't as good as people thought. Well, General Mills, we, we actually didn't cover it as much as we might have yesterday. It was down on those numbers, though. So. Well, pet food's competitive. It's been a kind of an area that... It's again, rebounding ever so slightly today, yeah, but remember, it was Smucker's down. got pet food, and Smucker is on fire. SJM? Um, 
of the names we sort of focused on earlier in the show, you know, FedEx obviously up, Nike, Tesla guys just turned around. It's now down again, um, down another 1%. Oh, my gosh, some more selling? Clearly. Oh, uh, um, no, from the man? You the know, man is selling again? No, we don't know who's pressuring the stock. We know, obviously, more sellers than buyers. But whether Mr. Musk will sell more stock is a, is a question. How you know, and he hasn't explained what the last sale was for, so to speak. And you mentioned that because he has in the past given us some sense, whether it was for taxes or whether it was for Twitter. And some of the research this week said we haven't gotten the we're all done for now tweet. No. Uh, he did say on the Twitter spaces um, that the company was on Twitter was on course for $3 billion in negative cash flow. That's why I spent the last five weeks cutting costs like crazy. Yep. I, just, I do yeah. think it'll be fine next year. By the way, as Santoli pointed out this morning, Jim, uh, today's the two-year anniversary of Tesla being added to the S&P. Well, you have to have four quarters. Right? You have to four quarters. I'm waiting for that from Palo Alto. I think they can have this. They can have what? I'm the sorry. Four quarters of gap earnings that you need to have. Oh, to get to added to the S&P. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look. We there's this there's a state. It's one of the smallest states in the union, Delaware. And somehow Musk, who is not from America, did not realize, I think, that the chancery is not somebody you can just make fun of. Right? You don't like you don't tweet chancery, you're a bunch of jokers, and then somehow they respect Yeah, no, Chancellor McCormick made it very clear. Yeah. McCormick's spice. She's like she's right the real the deal. Well, I got to tell you, I think he did not understand. His lawyers did not advise him, and I think he just kind of felt also that that uh, that Brett Brett, that Brett, Brett would roll over. This all, all may very well chairman. be true, but well, at no, this point, true. we're two months into him owning it, and obviously Tesla stock has sold off by some thirty-five plus percent. Well, the way he was, even he in the time of war, to deny a lot of people benefits—that was a good way to make money. Well, he's cutting costs significantly. And it's Musk, so you can't say that Twitter won't at some point become a very successful company. He just has to appoint. There's certain people. Hey, uh, Jeff Sonnefeld this morning suggested that John Ledger would be a good Well, one. you've suggested that as well. And he, I've and heard he tweeted so many, against me. So I've that's heard ridiculous. so many different names as who well, you Musk still won't might, give us one. No, because, because the ones I've called, they're not interested. The ones, um, and... I just don't know. I don't think he knows. Yeah, I don't either. Elon, he's, he's been, you know, again, I reported this yesterday, but he's been asking people for some ideas. He's been talking to some people, but no yeses. Well, how about just like... Or no definite name. So, well, yeah, we can throw out a million names, but that's not going to mean anything. I saw them do that earlier. <laughs> the problem with throwing out a million names is that I think that working for this man... Uh, may be more difficult than people. That, that very well might because be Because remember, he's well. committed to staying there, being in charge of the technology yeah, of it. Yeah. So, right, and he's still the owner. Well, it's like Larry Ellison. He's, he's still working for the owner. Like working for Larry Ellison. And yet, you know, software runs. Yeah. So, so, software it's true. Runs. Although, software in this case, Elon owns... On the board of Disney. Elon owns all of it. It's not a public company, as opposed to Ellison, who's a very significant figure at Oracle, but nonetheless, it is still a very large public Man, company. Can you imagine Ellison running... With a board of directors and everything else. Right. This is not that. Well, you need a, someone who's significantly tough. Someone who just would not, really not take any of what Musk gives them. And there are not many people that... that no, like although that. the number two, the lady at SpaceX, which again is such an incredible success, That's has been one. with him for 
many, many years. That's a good one. But how yeah, long have we been looking for a, an heir apparent at Tesla? Look, the guy, you know, the, the Twitter situation is, is not great. He's done great work at Tesla, but he's got a, you know, like I said, I, the share gain, I just revealed the share gain and lost there. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a show, it's a parlor game. It's a parlor game to guess who might take it. I'm not playing it. Okay. I'm not playing that game. All right. Uh, we're hanging on to 38.50 this morning. Uh, Dow's up 310. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Well, the important thing is we're finally getting a little bit of a mini rally going. Four days down and now potentially two days up. Seven to one advancing to declining stocks. And most importantly, stuff that's acted terribly this month is acting a lot better today. So let's take a look here. I talk often about risk on, risk off stuff. Consumer discretionary bouncing back. Banks just awful month bouncing. Retail awful month bouncing. ARC innovation awful month bouncing as well. These sectors here, they're down like 10% or more uh, this month. So it's nice to see a little bit of a turnaround. Again, it's uh, it's early to talk about uh, a Santa Claus rally here, uh, given what's happened in the last few weeks. But that's certainly very encouraging. If you had to look at it, Nike is the key story today. Expectations very low on the three metrics that everybody cared about. We had good news on inventory, on holidays and China inventory. The peak is behind us. Peak inventory is behind us on holiday sales on Black Friday. Holiday momentum has accelerated on China. The first positive year over year in five quarters, up six percent. All three metrics better than expected earnings. What's number one and number two on the S&P today? Nike and FedEx are number one and number two today here. So that's very important to see them. Nike and FedEx on the upside uh, today. Uh, I just want to note also Cruise Line's also uh, doing a little bit better. Uh, CCL had a weaker guide, but their November and December uh, bookings were quite strong overall here. Put that up, that uh, earnings chart, because the question is, what side of this whole earnings debate are you on? Remember, earnings have been coming down for the fourth quarter. They've been negative for a couple of weeks now. They were positive just a few weeks ago. So the numbers are coming down. The question is, what does 2023 look like? So right now, Let's call 2023 estimates for the first quarter, which is where you get any kind of uh, any kind of visibility, uh, is basically flat to slightly up, 1.9 percent. But look where it was October 1st, 7.4. So we've dropped five percentage points just in the last oh uh, 10 weeks or so. So the numbers are coming down. I'm sure this will be flat to down in the beginning of January. So the whole debate here uh, devolves to the question of what side of the recession debate uh, are you on? So if you're on a softest softest landing side of the recessionary debate, 2023 earnings are going to be flat to down 10%. This is where a lot of strategists already are in down 5% range or so. Right now, uh, if they're expecting, by the way, the analysts are expecting up about 4%. If you're in the hardish landing camp, you can have uh, earnings recession down anywhere from 10 to 20%. And that tends to be where we are uh, with a lot of the people who are a little more uh, pessimistic. Micron's going to be a big key here today. We had a serious haircut in earnings projections for Micron. Remember, Carl, it's down about 30 percent in the second half of the year. Again, same story as uh, with what we saw today with Nike. Very low expectations. We'll see if they can beat that bar. Carl, back to you. Thanks so much, Bob Bassani. As we go to break, let's check bonds this morning and see how treasuries are faring today. Yields down pretty much across the board. Uh, you got the two-year right around 4.2. And as for equities, a nice little lift here at the open, 38.54. Dow's up almost 340. We'll be right back. Pretty healthy game this morning on the Dow, up 320. One of the uh, components uh, 
showing some green arrows of six flags. An activist accumulates a 3% stake, uh, pushing the company to monetize some of its real estate. Uh, obviously, it's had a tough run so far this year, but up 11% today. Take a quick break. More Squawk on the Street in a moment. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Close viewers know I'm a huge fan of Greg Hayes and Raytheon. I think they're doing a terrific job. Uh, Zelensky's in town. No, it'll be Washington. Patriot missile system, which is what he really wants, capable of firing four missiles. Okay, the total cost of Patriot system is about $250 million. It gives them a nice profit. But I think the most important thing is to understand that a 75-mile range, each, each missile costs a million, so you could say it's a razor, razor blade model if you really wanted to. But uh, the Saudis have fired over 600 of these missiles over the past three years to intercept drones. And, uh, and, and I think the people have to realize that this would be a major game changer against the Russians. I know Tim Snyder, one of the great professors at Yale, is saying, listen, the Russians are here to stay. But the Patriot missile is what they need in order to protect children's hospitals, which other than President Nixon, who bombed the children's hospital, Bach Mile on Christmas Day, I have never seen a level of genocide being committed against a group of people. And the Europeans are saying, well, hold it. Let's worry about natural yeah. gas. Yeah. And Putin doubling down with his comments. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just the outrageousness. But the Patriot will help the situation. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Yeah. Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll take a break here. Got data on the other side. Existing homes and more. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.